Welcome to the Smut Hut Podcast, where a group of friends make it their mission to consume as much fan fiction as possible. There's love, angst, fluff, drama, action, but most importantly, there's smut. Join us as we discuss which story got us hot under the collar this week. This episode, we will be talking about our personal fiction recommendations, having an in-depth discussion of one of our favorite fics that we talked about last week, Play to Win by Enterprisingly. We'd also like to welcome Sophia, a.k.a. R2, give me the D2, to the show as one of our new hosts. Let's get to it. This is Kay, a.k.a. Blowjob of the Hut. Uh, the fic I'm recommending this week is Extensite by Furry General Hux. Uh, Extensite is a Kylux fic. My favorite tag on this is Crack Treated Seriously, but we also have my other favorite, Size Queen Kylo and Awkward Boners. If you're a fan of Isha Ren and Little Girl 15's Lemon Hot Summer, which we do talk about in this uh, podcast today, you will die over this fic. I read it initially ready to skim it and bust up laughing, but instead I read it with huge eyes, pink cheeks, and giggles because it is so great. Here is the summary. Hux is tired of his body. No matter how much time or effort he puts into it, he never seems to gain any muscle mass. He's tried thousands of supplements over the years and decides to just try one more, but the results are not what he expected. Maybe he should have read the label more carefully. It's five chapters, 21,000 words, so a great quick lunchtime read. Hux uh, heads to an off-world pharmacy and gets a supplement that makes his penis grow to gargantuan size. Yes, we're reading a penis growth fic, and I think you know what muscle Hux is going to be exercising in this fic. Uh, my favorite part is the recreation of the moment in The Force Awakens when Hux sees Kylo without his mask in Snoke's hologram room. So when I saw Kylo take off his helmet when he was interrogating Rey uh, and then ran to Snoke's uh, hologram room to tell her about how he... She's stronger than she knows in the force. And Hux walks in and Kylo looks so embarrassed because he doesn't have his uh, mask on. I was like, is that the first time that Hux has ever seen Kylo without his mask? So Furry General Hux recreates the scene. There's no Ray involved. It's just a Hux sees Kylo and cannot get over his beautiful face. Let me read you a sec section of it. Kylo's plump lips were at the forefront of his mind. Fucking blowjob lips. That's what they were. Completely unfair. How dare Ren be so absolutely perfect and be so frustrating at the same time. Hux was powerless against his fantasies, though, overriding his annoyance with Ren and instead supplying arousing images of Ren's wet lips, taking the entire girth of Hux's fat cock. Hux knew it wasn't possible. There was no way anyone could take him now that his cock was as wide as a fist, but in his fantasy, didn't know that. <laughs> Sorry, but his fancy didn't know didn't know better. Hux fantasizing about Ren's throat bulging as he tried to take his entire cock down his throat. In the scene, Hux has no chill. His cock has no chill because literally he cannot stop thinking about what Kylo Ren looks like under his mask. And the rest is addictive. Uh, the sex scenes are hot and so full of cum. Like really, really full of cum. So be prepared for that just, just so you know. Um, honorable mention for all of Furry General Hux's other Star Wars fics. Uh, they're also on Tumblr under Furry General Hux as well. 
Uh, we have mermen in his other in their other fix, lactation kink, and redheaded werewolves. So check out Furry General Hux, and this was a great fic to read, and you should definitely read it. Hey guys, this is Michelle, aka Capitan Poe Hammerin. The fic that I'm reviewing for my personal recommendation is Blame It on the Oxytocin. This is by Arrowways on AO3, Archive of Our Own, and she's also Arrowways on Tumblr. This is a modern AU or alternate universe, 11 chapters, and it's a completed work, just under 39,000 words, so it's not too long. And then there are two one-shots that are, you know, kind of like an epilogue there at the end, all part of the same universe. This fic <laughs> features, I mean, one of the reasons blame called Blame It on the Oxytocin, is that uh, Ray is a yoga instructor and Kylo happens to be a CrossFit enthusiast. The summary is Ray is a yoga instructor slash car mechanic and she butts heads with Ben Solo, a local CrossFit enthusiast, at a Jabba Juice because in this universe it's Jabba Juice, not Jamba Juice. Drama ensues in the form of an alter ego, lots of wheatgrass, in inappropriate use of yoga poses, mentions of Carl Sagan, and more. So in this one, the ships are Raylo. Raylo's the main one. We also have Storm Pilot, some Finn Rose drama, and Implied Holdo Leia, which I always love them in fix. The kinks in this one are Sex in Public Places, After Hours, Fuck Buddies to Lovers, Dirty Talk, Bossy Ray. Like, Ray is not quite Dom in this one, but she's definitely very bossy during their encounters, which is always nice. Um, also, inappropriate use of yoga poses. This one's got a decent amount of warnings. So, warnings are going to be mental health issues, sleep paralysis, workplace harassment, sexual harassment, implied refer referenced drug use, hospitalization, panic, anxiety, loss, and abandonment. This is probably one of the more, you know, warning heavy fix that I've talked about. Um, and one great thing about Arrowways is that she does kind of let you know at the beginning of the chapter, hey, this is when this stuff's coming up. So you can, you know, you can kind of skip that if you want. Stuff that I like about this fic is that you get smut right away. There is smut in chapter one, I mean, and it is fantastic. It is glorious. Let me just say, Arrowways has a way of writing smut. Like she's got it. She's she's got a talent for it. Um, she also has a really great talent for these descriptive phrases. I mean, you know, we all read like an indecent amount of fan fiction. Like we all read crazy amounts of fan fiction. And sometimes the adjectives and descriptors can maybe get a little bit repetitive, but she's got some great stuff in here. One of her my favorite descriptive phrases that she uses is Ben is talking about how he feels uncomfortable and he says, she says that his hands feel like they've been dipped into clam chowder. And I'm just like, oh, that sounds like the grossest thing. I could totally picture what he's going through because I, I just love the descriptive phrases. I think they're so great. Also, Ben Solo is a goddamn space nerd, as, as he should be, as he is in like every alternate universe, you know? So all is proper and correct with that. Um, this fic is also very educational. Um, there's one, one quote from this fic that I love 
is that she says that he's hitting that spot up near her cervix, not her actual cervix, to be clear. Dear God, go Google the anterior fornix. So, you know, you're going to learn something in this fic too, along with all of this, like the wonderful smuttiness. And another thing that I really like about this fic is that she does include playlists at the bottom. And it's either stuff that she listened to while she's writing the chapter or um, songs that she feels like kind of embodies the chapter, which I always love. I love it when new music gets recommended to me and I'm kind of looking through and I'm like, oh, I've heard of this one and this one, but not this one. I love finding new music, especially around fiction, fan fiction, especially around Raylo. I love fics that turn me on to new music, which this one definitely did. My smut highlight for this fic, for Blame It on the Oxytocin, is, you ready? He tackles her, leaning down a bit so that he can just throw his, her over his shoulder and move her back toward one of the brick walls of the Jabba Juice establishment. He hoists her up against the wall, his hands tight around her trim waist, her yoga mat providing padding between her back and the bricks. We're in public, Ray tells him nonchalantly. He leans in close, so fucking close, and presses his plush lips to her throat. To, the touch is so light in comparison to the heat and aggression of just moments before. And Ray, Ray's a sucker. She's never been able to handle that neck thing, you know? <laughs> it's pretty good. I mean, and that's just like, this is in the second chapter, I believe, but there's like already so much smut leaving, leading up to this. And I just, uh, you know, you can just like picture Ben Solo fucking picking her up and like being just like super fast and aggressive and then just like melting into her because, you know, these two, that's what they do. <laughs> um, so as I mentioned, there are two. Uh, one-shots that are in the same verse. Anything You Can Do is the one immediately following this work, and then Riptide is the one after that. And as I mentioned, there are a good amount of warnings. Um, this fic, Chapter 6, is where it kind of starts to get dark and angsty, and Chapter 9 is where most of the warning tags come into play. It's perfectly acceptable to finish Chapter 5 and jump to Chapter 11, it's also perfectly acceptable to just skip chapter 9 if you want to avoid those topics. You'll still get the majority of the story. It's amazing, and you'll get almost all of the smut. The warnings are there so we can practice safe smut reading. So please, please, please pay attention to these warnings. Thankfully, Airways is one of the great writers that will let you know when the stuff is coming up so you can avoid it if you want. You should never be ashamed of knowing your limits about this kind of stuff. There's all stuff that we've all dealt with that we'd rather not see in fan fiction. So if you guys ever have any specific questions about the fix that we review, especially about the warnings, please just shoot us an email. We're at smuthutpodcast at gmail.com. Hut is spelled with two T's like Job of the Hut. That is my fic recommendation for this week. I hope you guys read it and I really hope you dig it. Hey everyone, my name is Sophia. And I met the Smut Hut podcast members via our Star Wars Dumpster Fire Facebook group. And I came in late in the game. I was decidedly anti-Raylo, TFA, and then I saw The Last Jedi. And the world shifted 
I'm here. I'm trash. Get used to it. So you can catch me on Tumblr at Our Lady of Rebellion, all one word. And I think I'll be dropping in on episodes all the time forever. <laughs> uh, so I'm looking forward to it. This is a this is a very new medium and experience for me. I'm glad to be here. Okay, so my recommendation this time around is an Alpha, Beta, Omega fic, or I guess in this case it's really Alpha, Omega, uh, Your Pretty Little Heart by Ever So Raylo. Uh, so Ever-So-Raylo on AO3. It is so far just over 58,000 words and what's really great about this one is that it had an original set of chapters and then the author was so kind and decided to give us an epilogue and she's almost done. So right now it's at 14 out of 15 but uh, hopefully that will that will change soon. What I love about Your Pretty Little Heart or YPLH as we've been calling it in the group chat is that it's about uh, it's a modern AU where Ray and Ben Solo are doctors at the same hospital and so there's that wonderful Alpha Omega trope where they first meet you know and like all oh, their smells drive each other crazy and it's got a little bit of a Grey's Anatomy feel to it uh, just because it's it's doctors being bad at work uh, but the, oh, the, the smut part, it's, it's so filthy and I love it. <laughs> like, the, the things that Ever So, Ever So Raylo conjures up between, between Ben and Ray and, and the way that she illustrates Ben's craving uh, and and dominance are just ooh sweating again just thinking about it. Oh, uh, it's it's great. Um, the the culprit here, he, the tension here uh, between Ray and Ben is is a lot of miscommunication, um, which I think is kind of fun because it it it's a sort of like. Uh, perpendicular to the way that their bodies respond to each other uh so it's it's kind of classically romantic in that way but then of course filthy filthy smut scenes so I'm really excited to finally get to uh get chapter 15 and I I can't wait to see how ever so Relo ends this because like ooh. Like, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, y'all. This is Mariana, a.k.a. Darth Smutras. And my review for the week is a one-shot titled Captain, written by Hormonal Trash Bag on uh, Archive of Our Own, 803. This one-shot is just over 4,000 words. The tags for it are Smuggler Ben Solo, Alternate Universe, Canon Divergent, 
And the last one, which is my favorite, is explicit sexual content. So this is definitely a one-shot that contains adult content, which is a warning that I like to put out. Another tag that I would add to it is that it's a fic to read on your own if you have the chance. It is definitely one that uh, gives us certain types of feels, if you know what I mean. The summary for this one-shot is actually an excerpt from the story. It is a conversation between smuggler Ben and Ray, and it goes, Why? she blurted. He blinked at her for a few seconds. Why am I bad at flirting? Or... No, Ray cleared her throat. Why me? His head tilted inquisitively, and she felt his gaze as it traveled from her face. Honestly? Han told me he was looking to hire another pilot. I saw you alone in here, and... He trailed off, glaring at a second whiskey. And... He met her eye, squaring his shoulders to say, I'll pay you double for the same job. Basically, it is exclusively a one-shot that explores what it would be like for Smuggler, Ben Solo, and Ray to interact. It is a universe that definitely portrays what Smuggler Ben would have been like if he had chosen to stay in the path of the light, if he had chosen to, to stay with his family rather than getting tangled up with Snoke. Because of that, this smuggler Ben, this, this headcanon of hormonal trash bag is one of a Ben that uh, is quite humorous and witty. He definitely reflects a lot of Han in it. I find a lot of Han's flirtatious tendencies in Ben and the funny thing is that in my opinion he's quite awkward and a little bit bad at flirting which makes him a little bit more charming in this one and uh, like I said it does explore just what it would be like for them to to interact. It starts off I would say around midway through The Force Awakens. Ray is at a cantina and they say that it's on base with a resistance though I like to think just for my own headcanon of the story, I guess you could say, that she's actually at Maz Kanata's, just because I, I love Maz Kanata in any way that I can work her into any fic. That's just the way I function, though. There is a little bit of Han that you see in this. I don't want to get too spoilery, but I definitely do recommend it. Again, this is Captain by Hormonal underscore Trash Bag, and it really does explore a whole lot of who Smuggler Ben would have been had that been the path that he had chosen. So again, it's a short fic. There's a lot of delicious smut in it, which is definitely a reason to to check it out if that's what you're into. Remember that that there there is adult content. Like I said, obviously with the smut, it does get pretty graphic, which is honestly the best kind of smut that there is out there. And it actually fulfills one of my head canons about Ben that he would definitely be good at a certain act in the bedroom. But anyways, like I said, Captain is the name of the one-shot. The writer is hormonal underscore trash bag. A shout out to the writer. I absolutely love this. It is one of my favorite one-shots. I love to recommend to people. And um, again, I am Mariana, aka Darth Smutress. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and AO3 under Death Dama. That's Death, D-A-M-A. Please, please, if you do read this one-shot, please reach out to me on any of those platforms. I love to hear from the listeners, love to interact with you all. Definitely want to hear what you all think, want to hear the feedback. Definitely give me suggestions for fix to recommend. I love Raylo. Obviously, I am a Raylo shipper, but I do want to branch out and explore other 
ships. I do enjoy particularly one-shots just like Kay does. So whatever it is that you think that I would definitely enjoy, especially particularly modern AUs, again, you can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and AO3 under Death Dama. All right. Okay. So we're going to be doing a roundtable on play to win. Um, this is going to be by Enterprisingly on Tumblr and Twitter. She goes by Commander Kate, and Kate is spelled C-A-I-T. This is a modern AU, 16 out of 16 chapters, so it is a complete work, but we are looking forward to an epilogue that Enterprisingly has promised us. Um, and word count is 156,000, just under. Is not kidding. <laughs> the summary on this one is Ben Solo, a.k.a. Kylo Ren, is a professional gamer playing the first-person shooter Starkiller for the internationally ranked esports team The First Order. He's made a name for himself as a ruthless competitor with a ferocious temper and top-notch skills that can't be beat. That is, until a mystery player named Ray of Light begins thoroughly trouncing him whenever they cross paths. I wonder who that is. Right? Who could that possibly be? I wonder, I wonder who that is. Who could Who's it possibly Ray of Light? be? I don't know who this person is. Uh, what follows is an unlikely story of rivalry that turns into friendship that turns into dot, 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 something else entirely. Well, it's sex. It turns into it's sex. sex. It's sex. I mean, why else would we be talking about it? All while the esports community watches with bated breath and popcorn in hand. Um, the ships on this one is mainly Raylo. There's also Storm Pilot in it. The kinks are enemies to love or enemies to friends to lovers. Sex. Oh, and Cassian and Jyn Erso. Yeah. Oh, Cassian I, and Jyn Erso. That's Andor. another like dark horse yeah. one. It is. Cassian and Andor. Yeah. There's lots of lots of uh, cameos in this one. I just wasn't like I originally mm. had that in my notes. So I was like, I don't know if that's spoilery or not. Oh. I don't <laughs> think so. Yeah. Okay. It was fine. Perfect. Um, there is a note from the author about the warnings on this one. Um, so it does deal with, like, manipulation and Snoke being a fucking creepy asshole about everything. Um. Hate him. Hate him. Hate him. The notes. Hate him, yeah. Notes from Enterprisingly are, um, the story is fairly humorous, but she does touch on some delicate subjects, including anxiety, misogyny, homophobia, and harassment in the gaming world, and sexual harassment. None of it takes place between Ben and Ray, um, but there's nothing too intense, but she just wanted to make sure that we are, that, you know, the audience is aware of it before we get too far into it. And there... Yeah, because it's, it's a world that, you know, a lot of people are familiar with. Yes. yes. People who aren't men who are in the gaming world, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's good. Sorry. Oh, no, you're good. And there's a lot of swearing <laughs> in it. <laughs> That's the other warning. There's so much swearing. Yay. So much swearing in it. Ben Solo's got a dirty mouth. <laughs> you know yeah. what? If there's going to be sex in a, in a thing, I really don't mind the swearing. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Sophia, I mean, you weren't here with us last time that we talked about it. What did you like about Play to Win? Oh, man. Okay, so I think Play to Win was the first modern AU that I read. Mm-hmm. Getting into uh, Raylo and other Star Wars fanfic. Um, you know, for the smut, let's just be real. It wasn't because I was trying to relive TFA. It was because... 
forward with TLJ, actually. It wasn't because I was trying to relive TLJ. It was because I wanted I wanted fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We uh, all did. Yeah. And did. so, so at first I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to like that. Because to me, the appeal, especially from The Last Jedi, is finally having a Star Wars that's kind of like a sexy romance. You mm-hmm. know? Because... Um, I'm a perv like that, and that's what I want. <laughs> we all are. We all are. Uh, so I wasn't sure if uh, if I was going to like it. But the plot, the story, the character development, the backstory, it manages to replicate so many of the emotions, like so many, so many of the emotional tensions that we saw in The Last Jedi mm-hmm. and in TFA. Mm-hmm but mostly The Last Jedi, uh, that it's almost like you're getting the same emotional content, but with a different and interesting story on top. And it really is like, you know, if something like what we're seeing happening currently in the new trilogy in Star Wars, if something like that were to happen in real life, what would that look like? Like, what would be the true story? Yes. What would be Force Bond? Secret fucking text messages. Yes. That's what Force Bond would be. Oh, fucking. For people who, for people who like, uh, super modern AU, where there's like a lot of reflection, like social media and how that plays in the day day to day life. This is a fic for you. Yes. Mm -hmm. If you like that. Okay. Uh, and so, yeah. So for, for me, it was, um, I just got lucky, you know, this being my first modern AU, and just, I was really delighted and taken aback, you know, because it, it proved to me that AU fix can be done really well. Especially AU fix on shit that I, quite frankly, am not fucking interested in. Like, I wish that I could really get into gaming, but my hand-eye coordination is such Same. shit. Same. <laughs> Yeah, that's like, terrible. It's not going to work. My husband he is such a gamer, and he loves, he like, he just bought himself the NES Classic Edition, he's like, we can play together, and I was like, you mean I could die with you, <laughs> because every time we try to play together, I die. Every time, I'm like, could you slow down? I just, I can't get that, I can't go that fast. Okay. And so, the idea of reading a Overwatch-inspired fic just seemed like not interesting to me, mm. and then I started reading it. And See, I, was I didn't like, even know it was Overwatch. Oh. That's how like oh. out of touch with the gaming world I am right I now. I didn't know. I oh. didn't know either. Like, I really didn't know. So, yeah, it was it was something that because I E three like the event just came and went like two weeks ago, and I was so like I had I was invested in it emotionally because of the story mm-hmm. because of because of play to win yeah and i was like that's what she accomplished that i was like oh my gosh and i watched it and i was like i could imagine right this taking place here oh, and wow. i it was just kind of this like to me i was like oh you know it reminded me of play to win and i was like okay yeah i understand i get it yeah getting exposed to this whole other world this whole other culture through fanfic she, she yeah um it, it was just something that you can like it's something to to be said for her that she is able to accomplish seamlessly working in this this other culture and and tying it into these characters and their struggles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Did anybody read the kink companion pieces? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Dreaming in digital. Yes. Did Dreaming in digital one and, and two. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes. First of all, can we talk about how Dreaming in digital was an orgy song <laughs> back in the early two thousands? I did not know that. I fucking love that know. album. 
I wanted to write like an accompanying novel to that album. I was like, this is a story. It's speaking to me. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Just but yes, yes, the erotic so one shot companion. Oh my gosh. I was I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest, I love those so much. Yes. I love it when works are so meta that they inspire more works. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. just so good to me. It's so good. Yes. That's well, because what to me what that's saying is that there are aspects of the story that we're seeing unfolding in the new trilogy that are so salient that they can translate into other stories. Mm-hmm. And that is yes. good storytelling. Yes. It like is. people yes. are not giving the new trilogy its due when it comes to storytelling. This is dramatic, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just pretty much like the companion pieces because this is a super slow burn. Not Okay, not the only reason, but this is a super slow burn. And I was like, oh, we get some companion cake, like, before we get cake in the fifth. Yes. Because I don't don't feel the... I don't feel... (laughs) It's like tasteful. (laughs) Sorry. I'm bougie. I'm a bougie bitch, and I'm owning it. (laughs) Well, it's funny because that means to amuse your mouth, right? I mean, I'm pretty sure that that comes into play in a couple of <laughs> I love how we're all cackling over this. Um, I was saying that that like what's great about these kind of companion pieces that get written by other people mm-hmm. is that I don't feel like they spoil the story. Like mm-hmm. I could be reading it in the middle, but I pick up from that slow burn right afterwards in such a good way that I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like it's like tastefully added in there. It gives you like yes. a little refresher. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah so yes, like, if you're interested in uh, companion pieces, this one has two uh-huh, two companion uh-huh, pieces. Uh-huh. They're like yeah. you know, and they really do help move it along. We know you guys are getting thirsty. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. and for people who like maybe you're not that into science fiction, <laughs> you know, here's your chance to basically experience the same story mm-hmm. and the same emotions mm-hmm. from the movie, but in a non-sci-fi dosage. See, and, and I tend to be one of those people who prefers in-universe movie, like fan fiction, yeah. but it can be really hard to write an in-universe fan fiction because there are so many unknowns because we've only have two movies. You have all this backstory. It can be really hard to write an in-universe one, and I really appreciate the AUs that I do read that really make that in-universe feel being out of universe. Mm-hmm. And I feel yeah. like Play to Win gives you that in-universe elements without making you feel like you have to read something that is Star Wars canon. Mm-hmm. And it, it is perfect because we did have a follower on a Twitter, a listener that asked if there was any any like AUs, modern AUs that, that follow the TLJ time, like the way that it goes and the plot. And this is one that pretty much does that in modern day. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that that's, like we've said, it's, it's really a talent to be able to reflect the same struggles that each character has and bring it into a modern setting. Mm-hmm. That's something yeah. that's really not easy to accomplish. So it's like it, it really goes into character development. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I really enjoyed is that there's a tasteful balance between inner dialogue and the dialogue between the characters. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's just, you know, yeah. like... It, it, the it the just, relationships are well illustrated between the characters. Mm-hmm. Yes. And just the way that she she's really detailed whenever there's like you're trying to she's trying to convey a specific emotion something specifically that's going on. There's one chapter that really stuck with me. I don't want to be spoilery but there's just one chapter that's it's just Kylo. 
um, or Ben. He's not Kylo in this part because, like, in the story, he's got Kylo, his persona, the public one, and then privately he's yeah. Ben. And it's like Ben. Those were actually some my favorites for some reason. Ben being on his own in his inner dialogue, struggling. That those because we don't. Way. That's something that we're getting in the story that we don't really get in TLJ. No, we don't. It's yeah. Ray's story yeah. in the Last Jedi. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I have a quote here that I thought really uh, illustrates uh, Mariana's point here. At this point, Ben's not even sure if he has actual real feelings or if he's just so many layers deep in the persona of Kylo Ren, pro gamer, untouchable douche, that there's nothing inside his heart anymore. Well, bam. Well, bam. Well, feelings. Right? Exactly. And then I think that Ray also kind of gets a lot of that, where I think she's just so interested in Kylo Ren and Ben Solo that Commander Kate really gets that obsession that you don't get in in uh, The Last Jedi, you know? Like, we're like, I'm always kind of unsure if she's obsessed with him or if it's just kind of like, I guess I have to put up with this feeling, but they make it very clear in Play to Win that she's equally as obsessed with him as he is with her. Yeah, yeah. and that's nice. It really, um, it lends more to the autonomy of Ray's character. Mm-hmm. Which I really appreciate. That's a good point. Thank yeah. you for bringing yeah. that up. <laughs> the the uh, curiosity. Yeah, and I think the other thing too, um, I'm kind of starting to realize that I really enjoyed about Play to Win is that by putting it in the this gamer culture that is, you know, very toxic, a very toxic form of masculinity has taken root there. Mm-hmm. Uh by seeing Ben struggle with his persona, I think that we kind of get this interesting situation where we're seeing how toxic masculinity hurts men, too. You know? Yes. And actually. I think that that's, that, to me, is a parallel to the power toxicity that Kylo Ren is getting from Snoke in The Last Jedi um, and in The Force Awakens. So it's interesting to think of like the dark side as... A metaphor for toxic masculinity you know that's crazy and to see and to see how because we don't really like i think that the reason why so many um fanboys well fan girls or uh-huh. fan not boys um have taken to the Raylo ship is because we are we recognize that the pain and suffering i Sorry, but the pain, the pain and the suffering that Kylo Ren is dealing with um, in this new trilogy, uh, that we see that parallel with toxic masculinity. And that's why we're able to empathize with him more. And that's why we're able to see a redemption arc for him. Because if we can't believe that Kylo Ren can come back from that and renew his family's legacy, you give up then hope how on can every Ren single person us to be able to have the same hope for them in the real world. Preach it. <laughs> okay? Yes. No, it's true. Because I mean, how is any woman ever going to trust that she's going to date someone who if she's become a better yeah, person? On the internet, let's be honest, I've seen all your fucking screenshots on Tinder. I've I've online dated myself. You get fucking shitty shit and then you find someone that you're like, "All right, well, I guess their message wasn't that shitty." It's like on a scale of shittiness it might have been a 3. Okay, yeah. uh, I guess I'll go out with you. Hey, that was a really shitty message you sent me. Let's talk about your toxic shit. Yeah. And yeah, no, I agree about that redemption arc and how you have to have hope that he can be redeemed. So what you're saying is humanity. in Play to Win, 
what you're saying is in play to win, Ben is uh, battling between toxic masculinity and big dick energy. <laughs> yes. yes you have just been waiting to yes. drop that in there haven't you i've been like smiling and grinning like we're, we're talking about big dick energy right now i'm here for it i'm here for it you're, so you're absolutely right toxic masculinity is the dark side of the force big dick energy is the light side of the force get it straight or not straight if that's your thing. But that's what, yes. that's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to say. Thank you. That's why it's so sexy. It's so sexy to see Ben Solo's character in Play to Win vacillating between wanting to be this like... A kind in person who has confidence in themselves to be able to be in a relationship with someone who may be better than them. Yes. yes. See, yes. and this is, if because you want to know... That, and the that's the thing. He he likes that about her. Like this person mm-hmm. will best me. And throughout this the the story, it turns him it, on. Yes, it does. Who and wouldn't it turn like, on? Let's if be you want to learn, if you want to like see a character that has big dick energy, just read Play to Win. And whenever Ben is Ben, that's what it is. And whenever oh, he's yes. a toxic masculinity like fuck boy, that's fuck Kylo. Boy. Yeah. Can we also talk about how great I, how much I enjoyed the fact that Commander Kate really fleshed out the relationship between uh, Ray and her teammates and yes. Kylo and his teammates too, even though they're all douchebags. But like, mm-hmm. like the really... dynamic was pretty much yeah, it was really fleshed out very well and established mm-hmm. really well. And what yes. I liked the most about this, and this may be, I guess I should say, spoiler alert. Spoiler, it's a spoiler. spoiler alert. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the spoiler alert is that, you know, uh, Ray comes out to her friends and says, hey, I'm talking to fucking Kylo Ren. Uh, and I know that I shouldn't be, but hi, guys. He's not what we think he is. Right. And uh, all of her friends are like, well, we're not 100% crazy about that, but you're a human being and you do you girl yeah and they yes. and they're just like we support you in whatever you want and they totally have her back like you know like normal does that does it sound like something familiar does that <laughs> what, what what people like having like their certain romantic and sexual proclivities and other people just respecting that is not, that actually, like, not that being like? shitty friends essentially <laughs> Sophie, i don't know like uh Raylo haters. That's what it sounds like. Because <laughs> <laughs> in this fic, they all know him from his online persona, Kylo Ren, who's just like a raging douchebag. And they're like, are you sure you want to date him, Ray? And Ray's like, no, it's cool. He's not actually like that. And yeah. they're like, oh, okay. Cool. Sure. Yeah, just Another thing I do, I do want to praise her for is her ability, because I love when writers add in, like, original characters and mm-hmm. I feel like she, unless I don't know about, I, no, I think she did establish that Asia, Aya, or however you pronounce it, is an original Aya, character I that think. she created. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I love Asia. Like I, I'm probably giving away a lot emotionally right now, but this is safe space. I relate to Asia so much. Mm-hmm. Like. The way that, like, the world forces a brown woman to behave and act. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, I really appreciated that. And for 
listeners that don't know who Asia is, I don't know her, like, they ever established her last name, but she is one of the members of the, um, of Kyler's. Yes. At at the end, at the end, there is a chapter from her perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, Her and Hux have, like, a moment. uh, Oh, my gosh. I wanted more. is there. So, I know, I almost wanted my own... My oh, own fic with them. Oh, be okay. Listen, watch seeing essentially Donald Gleason getting paired with a brown girl. <laughs> just a little bit. Just, just proximity wise. Just yes. like that they were friends was enough for me to be like. <gasps> She's fanning I'm herself like, over there's here. There's no way to me in my head. Canon was like, there's no way these two are just friends. She, you know, spoiler. I'm warning of a spoil. Another spoiler. So many spoilers. Um, when she's like out in her balcony essentially like just in her underwear and he walks out like oh you know like nothing like why are you just like that i'm like okay these two are not just friends no hell no mm-hmm. are they just friends mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah no that's to- that was totally a, a morning after scene yes mm-hmm. i dare anyone to tell me different <laughs> yeah i'm with you don't I think at it's me the same yeah can i just enjoy the few there's a few moments that commander kate plays with like certain uh, Star Wars things, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray's last name, Sanderson, because she's from Jakku and it's oh full of God. sand. Yes. <laughs> like the sands in Game of Thrones. Exactly. And there was a part where we're in, they go on a date in Santa Monica, which is not necessarily a spoiler because, you know, they are hanging out and they have to get close physically as well as uh, emotionally. And... Uh, uh, there's a part where Kylo, she's walking in the sand and she takes off her boots and he goes, you know you're going to get sand in your shoes. And he, she goes, I know, I'm okay with that. And he goes, I hate sand. Something like that. And I was just thinking about Anakin and I hate oh sand. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so coarse and irritating. Yeah. Just laughing so hard about how he hated the sand. I have to find the quote because it is that good. Oh man. That one and these sort of like little Easter eggs, for example, the levels in the game Star Killer are scenes and actual places from. Uh, the new trilogy and from the Star Wars uh, universe at large. I love Easter eggs. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the other thing. Uh, I don't, I haven't read a lot of like modern stories, um, Mm -hmm. contemporary stories, because there tends to just be like so much and it can be very overwhelming. And it's it's a lot like fanfic. If you don't have people you trust to recommend good things to you, you're just going to like, like I'm just going to bypass this entirely. Um, but I bring all that up to say that, uh, I don't know if, if this is a, a thing that happens in contemporary literature, but that concept of Easter eggs in a written, uh, medium. Yeah. in a written medium, as opposed to a visual one, was really fun. Uh, it was nice. In it this, nice. in this fic. Yeah. And, and it's not, and it's not, uh, my husband is a, a film major, so he, he hates, like, Things that play to the audience being stupid, like obvious plant Easter eggs. He mm-hmm. prefers something to be like a little bit more. I, I don't give a. You don't learn about it until it comes yeah, out. Yeah, until it comes out from Buzzfeed. Yeah, or or you're watching it on the fifteen thousandth time and you notice something. So he said he felt very much like uh, just when you thought you'd run every <laughs> drop of joy from that whatever it is. So he said he was watching um, both uh, Last Jedi and. Uh, uh, 
I'm sorry, The Force Awakens. And he said he felt like it was a lot of this was given, like the language yeah, was very given, a and and a lot of the like background stuff was very given. And so he felt that way. And I, this is the first time I've read a fic that I didn't feel like the Easter eggs were just like here. You can't recognize that this is a Star Wars film, so let me give you these Easter eggs. So yeah, for example, right. this was the sand comment. A lot more subtle. You know you're going to get sand in your socks when you put those back on later, he tells her, looking at the substance in question like it has personally offended him. <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, I hate sand, essentially. <laughs> I like how many of the characters from the Star Wars universe that she incorporated in, yes. um, in different, like, different gaming teams, and as, like... And they still somehow manage to, um... She keeps their personality. She keeps, like, a lot of the elements of those characters' mm-hmm. personality. Yes. But tailors them to fit, you know, how a person like that would react in a world like ours. Right. And it's just such a deft hand well, I, doing that. I it's feel like... craftsmanship. A lot of their, like, positions, too, because some of them, um, like, work for the gaming company, and some of them are on other teams. Like, I feel like she really put them in places where... If they were in a modern setting, this is absolutely what they would do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. She adapts them to the modern setting really well. Yeah. And I really appreciate Fix that uh, are very aware of language and what characters would do. Because, I mean, honestly, if you probably did a super cut of how much time you spend with Ray, you probably only spend, what, like maybe an hour with her on screen? And I feel like it can be really hard sometimes to distill what you think a character would say, do, their syntax, their Mm -hmm. grammar, the way that they do things. Uh, It can be really hard to do that. And I feel like Commander Kate in Play to Win does distill a lot of those personality traits after only of knowing Ray for like an hour, essentially. And the same thing with all the other characters. Yeah. A really good example of that is when they start interacting via text. And you see the difference in the way that Ray texts, like, writes yes! versus Kyle. Yeah! It's like, such a good, such a good little thing. That's, like, their version of the Cinderella thing. Like, their, their version of, the, like, her being a, I guess, working class. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Well, because she's more like me. Like, why am I going to take the time to write Y-O-U when I could just write you? You, no, you, K-N-O. And he's like, uh... And his is like complete dearest, sentence. Dearest yes. Ray. <laughs> he's like perfect dearest grammar. Ray. Yes. Yeah, yes. perfect grammar and like super formal. And he's like sincerely like, he doesn't actually write that, but he might as well be like those people that have like your parents text and at the bottom they like put their name as if you don't know that it's them texting you. <laughs> Listen, some of us just write more formally naturally. <laughs> so some of us like to spell out the whole word, okay? This is not to judge. No, I know. know, I'm just kidding, because I'm totally on the Kylo side with this. I'm like, no, I'm going to use proper grammar. Oh, I forgot a comma. Let me go back. (laughs) Let me just star, I forgot a comma. Star, K-N-O-W. Star, ducking, not ducking. (laughs) Yeah. Or she'll write, like, he'll ask her something, and she's like, I-D-K. And then I also, can I also point out another thing that, like, first bothered me, but then I stalked John Boyega's Instagram. So, uh, Finn's nickname for Ray is Peanut. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And I was like, yes. what? Yeah. And so I stalked his 
Instagram, and the first picture he posts of Daisy Ridley on his Instagram, he wishes her a happy birthday, and he calls her Peanut. Mm-hmm. And I was have like, you seen the? Have you seen Commander the Commander Kate video? has just gone all the way back. Have you seen no, the I YouTube haven't. video though? No, okay, so is that what he YouTube? calls her in there too? I don't know if it was like a Snapchat that got you know uploaded to YouTube, but John Boyega. This was I think at like a. Disney, that, that Disney convention they do. I don't know which one it was. But he's standing there talking to someone. Or no, she's standing there talking to someone. And he goes up behind her and hugs her from behind and surprises her. And she's like, oh, Peanut! And she sounds so cute. She's oh, like, Peanut! Peanut! Oh, that's adorable. Oh, like, that's what they call they each other are... in real life. They're adopted yes. interracial siblings, man. They're so cute. Sorry, Woody just showed up, so. <laughs> Wave it's just, him. yeah, it's adorable. Like, I had... I ended up looking looking it up because of that because I would see that they would people would actually the first time I saw it was in a different um, fic it was with diasterisms mm-hmm. in the one that she did for the the trash the trash triplets what is it the trash triplets yeah oh, she man, did a four chapter one we are we should just do a whole trash triplet episode we That's need we need to look but in that one to it. she makes a reference to peanut like that with with Finn and I was like okay this has to be I went into the comments and they were like oh my gosh I love that you added that in there too oh yeah so it's actually I feel like I've seen it in a lot of fics where Ray and Finn like they call each other peanut or Finn calls Ray peanut I feel like I see that pretty frequently but I did not know that's because that's what they call each other in real life it's adorable it's so cute it's so cute it's so cute um wait let me see Alright. Oh, and I did want to ask Sophia if she could share, because I remember she mentioned something about, like, there's a foil, and I want to hear all about that, because I love hearing that. Oh, foil? Remember, foil. you said that in, um, no, in, in Play to Win, that it provides a foil. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, she translates their, like, like you were saying earlier, she translates their personalities to this modern setting so well. Um, it's, it's, it's really just like such a transparent, yeah, uh, extraction. Like, oh, you know what? It's can't use this word earlier to distill. Like, oh, it's, yes. a, it's such oh, a yeah. good distillation yes. of what is going on in the new trilogy. Uh, and I, th- I think that it's sort of um, when you do that again, that the salience the salience of certain story points story points that we're seeing in the new trilogy and that's why we like it so much like yes we like lightsabers and space battles um and you know interesting looking alien things but what makes star wars work is because it's a good story and i think that people maybe just have a hard time seeing the new trilogy uh as what it is because there's also this you know high key romantic element and i know that disney gonna try to you know try to say this like not what they was trying to do but yeah. <laughs> it's a lie Listen, it's a lie when, when i go on we to netflix you. when i go into netflix and i see you know because they've recently added the last jedi on there and on the synopsis page when they use the throne room like seeing the fight where uh ray is like using Kylo's back for support with the thigh grab. That is the God. picture they choose, and you expect me not to believe? Right? That you're nice. using them for marketing, and that like, we're not fooling. Yeah. When who we win, that? when we win the Kylo redemption story, which is going to happen in ten, mm-hmm. I want all Redemption. of the "I told you so." Maker, please. Yes. 
Yes. All the I told you so's. We will, we will thank Make the great Sith Lord in the sky and be like, bitches, we knew it. I don't want to hear your shit-talking <laughs> fanboys because we knew it. And, and there's another it. thing I do want to point out when we were talking about how um, Commander Kate uh, enterprisingly does a really good job of, you know, distilling the characters. The fact that she chose, because I feel like this the dynamic with Rey and with Daisy Ridley entering the franchise and the toxic masculinity that she's dealing with, her character and the actress, she did such a great job of, I feel like that's like, she it's a transcending struggle for women. Yes. She brings that over yeah. to yes. another tox like a, another setting that's like toxic masculinity mm-hmm. is just like pouring out in the gaming world she deals with it too in the gaming world mm-hmm. and i feel like a lot of it was like crossing over into real life what daisy ridley herself has to deal with yeah. so to me i was like yes like she mm-hmm. addresses things that both both ray has to deal with and the 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 woman that plays ray as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Legit. Legit. so yeah that that's just that was my bit about that. Yeah, let's but go for I actually meta, enjoyed it. Meta applications to the foiling. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the the last Jedi is on Netflix in America, which is where we all are. I know we have listeners in other countries also, so I'm very sorry if you guys. Oh if, no! If it's not, yeah, that's not fair. If it's not on other uh, Netflix, that's you know non-US Netflix. I'm very sorry. Well, I will. I will say this. I will say this. I actually added an extension onto my this is like a little what is it like a hack i guess a hacker like a life hack i added this extension onto chrome that lets you like once you turn it on you can choose what country to brought like that you're supposedly like oh yeah navigating through yeah and i do that because uh i'm i'm such a big fan of like watching a show with the music that it's meant to have and i i like skins the you like original skin from you, uh, you can yes. get better, you get better music and so show. and so when i find out that the music i've been watching is not the music that they originally selected i was like i need to get the experience they meant for me to get and they only have it in england oh, so i, I downloaded this extension my extra ass downloads this extension <laughs> so that i can so and i will i will provide like the name of it in the link afterwards if, if anyone wants to go ahead and add, like add it to theirs as well but like yeah. it lets you for me when i turn it on i'm supposedly in the uk skins fuck yes and i watch skins with the original music and so and and i get to watch shows that are only airing for netflix in england as well so mm-hmm. for whoever wants to do that take that extra step i will go ahead and add that well just you know add to your spank bank you know, right? Can watch that <laughs> that that red room scene all day, the throne room uh-huh. scene oh, all uh-huh. day long, oh. in an entirely new way. If you've been reading enough <laughs> fan fiction, so, <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. So yeah, guys, if you haven't had a chance to read Play to Win, mm-hmm. you should. Yes, because we talked about it. This is only our second episode, and we've talked about it both times. Yes, because it is that good. Right, and good. 16 chapters, I feel, is like a good. Fic length. Yes. I like longer Especially fics a lot. Especially since y'all didn't have to wait for each chapter like we did. <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> now you can just binge on it because it's glorious and wonderful and fun. And Commander Kate is such a good writer. And uh, I think it was her birthday last it week. It was her birthday. Yes. Yes, it was her Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Commander Kate. I hope you're listening Yay, to this. Yes. Happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. Keep doing and listen, you. If you are listening to this, we are looking forward to the epilogue for Play to Win, and we are also looking forward to that uh, falconry, the, the falconry, hawking uh, AU. We're so excited about it.
Have a fic you want us to review? Want to gush about how much you love the podcast? Want to be a guest host? Get in touch with us. You can find us on Twitter at Smut Hut Podcast, on Tumblr at The Smut Hut Podcast, or send us an email at smuthutpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget, guys, Hut is spelled with two T's like Jabba the Hut. That's all from the Smut Hut, where passions burn brighter than Tatooine's binary suns. <laughs> This episode of The Smut Hut was edited by Blowjob of the Hut and Boss Nasty. Special thanks to Kevin Woody for our logo and Ramsey's B on SoundCloud for our music. Don't be afraid, fans. We feel it, too. 